1: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dallas Morning News.
0: Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.
2: Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Erin Bookie, and this week we are back from a summer break and catching up on the food trends of the season that we love and hate, from girl dinner to grimace shakes. We'll also fill you in on the latest big restaurant news, which is all about retro bites, Chicago vibes, and real deal bagels. It all gets started right after this.
0: Central Market is really into food, like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing, into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album, into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are, too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook-foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to DallasNews.com slash food for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at EatDrink at DallasNews.com. Also, if you're a fan of the Eat Drink DFW podcast, please do us a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Later on in this episode, we'll be talking about summer food trends. But first, we're catching up on some big restaurant news with reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia. Reporter Claire Baller is working on a big project for a couple of months, but don't worry, she'll be back. Sarah, so summer is usually a very slow time for restaurants, but this summer
3: seemed not so slow. Not slow at all. I mean, it's hot outside, it is hot in the food world. And we've seen a lot of big restaurants opening this summer, but the biggest one is Mr. Charles. Oh yeah. This is a new restaurant on Knox street in Dallas. And it is in place of the old Highland park soda fountain, which many people called the Highland park pharmacy. And then they took over the space next to that. Cause anybody who remembers that old milkshake shop, it was kind of long and skinny, but not big enough for a fine restaurant. Right. So Mr. Charles is wildly expensive and oh, so beautifully designed. It is just the kind of place where you go and feel fabulous in the middle of Dallas. And I think it is so perfectly suited right there on that corner. And so what is the menu like? Is it Italian or Tex-Mex? Such a good question. (laughs) It's neither, although they do have several house-made pasta dishes. Mr. Charles is, their quote is, it's an irreverent play on the classics. So steaks, pastas, Little canape bites, all classic dishes that then are kind of judged up. I don't know if "irreverent" is the word for me because a lot of this stuff you've heard of before and will feel comfortable with. It's Wellington made from lamb loin. It is ribeyes with the option of a fancy sauce on top. You know, you know this stuff. But the difference with Mr. Charles for me is that dining room. I say in a story about it that it is filled with people dressed to the nines and the design is turned up to an 11. Ooh. So I would save it for a date night and then I would also save your money when you <laughs> go because hear me on this, this place is one of the easiest spots in Dallas right now to spend the most money. Oh, wow. Sarah, there's a story there about Mr. Charles and Señor Carlos, something like that? Yes. Oh, yes. You're so right, Amelda. So Mr. Charles is related to El Carlos, a Mexican restaurant in the design district. It is also related oh. to... The Charles, an Italian restaurant in the design district. So they are all part of this little family. Um, They say that Mr. Charles is not a person. He's sort of an embodiment of a kind of guy, a man wearing an ascot with a too expensive suit, but cool designer sneakers. This is what I think Mr. Charles looks like. It just so happens that there's a guy who owns it named Chaz Martin, who kind of is the embodiment of all the Charles is. But Mr. Charles is not specifically him. It's kind of a symbol for a kind of fancy Dallas guy.
2: Okay, so I just had a random idea. Okay. I think they should open a restaurant called Chuck Burgers, burgers. and it should be burgers,
3: Erin <laughs> <Aaron, laughs> sliders. They owe you a restaurant consulting fee for that fantastic yes idea. Think of all the. What about Charlie? It can I be know. a. It can be a pastry shop with ice cream for kids. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Now, one thing about Mister Charles, since it's in place of the soda fountain, uh-huh. is there will be a Sunday on the dessert menu with like pretty sprinkles on top. It's a little bit of an odd fit, right? right. This yeah. is a. This is a place that's you know so beautiful and upscale, and I love the throwback to the soda fountain. But everybody should know this is not share DNA with the Highland Park Soda Fountain. Okay. This is a new thing. And Mr. Charles didn't go to the Soda Fountain. Mr. Charles is at this <laughs> new place. It is 2023, and he is Dallas. Although it is kind of like a retro menu items, like with uh, the Wellington, and you said there's a baked Alaska, right? Yeah, and the baked Alaska, you know, they light it on fire at yes. your table. Yes, Which we were looking through the menu, and it was like, you know, which thing should we get, whatever? And they were like, well, baked Alaska. They douse it in Liquor 43, which is a coffee-based liqueur, and then they light it on fire in front of you. And I was like, absolutely, I want the thing you light on fire in front of me. Yes. Um, and it was... <laughs> It was an interesting baked Alaska. It has a like a banana pudding play on the inside. So banana flavors mm. on the inside instead of what is, I think, traditionally any flavor of cake. I'm excited by this restaurant and the menu. OK, so kind of on the other end. Of, of food. The the less fancy. And Aaron, I'm so excited about Lubby's Bagels. You've been and I have not. Tell me everything. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Lubby's Bagels is on PV Road in East Dallas in the spot
2: that was formerly occupied by 20 Feet Seafood. We have been getting emails from East Dallas sites for, I don't know, a couple of years yes. now yes. asking what is going to go in that spot. So it's on this corner right next to Good Friend Burger and Hello Dumpling, this whole like cool vibes area. And it is run by two sisters, Andrea and Jen Lubkin. That's where the first part of the name comes from. Lubbies is Lubkin plus Bubbies, which is the name for a Jewish grandmother. Although Andrea tells me their Bubby couldn't cook, so it's (laughs) like their imaginary Bubby. Oh, wow.
3: I feel as though I can't imagine her.
2: Yes, exactly. And the whole vibe of the place. Andrea is the culinary person, the chef who developed these very intricate recipes for the bagels and studied them intensely. And Jen is more of the designer contractor. So she handled the design of it. And I absolutely love the design of Lubbies on the inside.
3: Can you tell us about the wallpaper as a wallpaper person myself? Yes.
2: yes. They call it Glammy Grammy, (laughs) (laughs) which... I love so, so much. And the whole vibe is clammy grammy. There are blues and greens and then this beautiful wallpaper that is floral and bright, but also cozy. It's just so beautiful in there. And they reupholstered these old chairs taken from like an old grandmother's house in San Antonio and reupholstered them in the rose-colored fabric. And they're kind of like a little cushy and bouncy. And I was like, wow, these chairs tell you that you want people to stay a while. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other coffee shops, you go in and you sit down on a hard wooden bench or one of those plastic, weird things that don't fit your butt,
3: you know, like I totally know what you're talking about. Uh,
2: and you're like, these people don't want me to be here. These very people long. don't have yeah. butts. I, don't, I know exactly. <laughs> I'm like, who sits in these, but Andrea and Jen are kind to their customers. I think And they want people to stay a while and they have a soft open this week with just bagels and schmears, but they have plans for like a huge lunch menu with sandwiches. Um, Uh, bagel sandwiches. I know. Yes. Bagel sandwiches, breakfast and lunch sandwiches. They're going to be sourcing meat from Evan's Meat Market. They're doing like a fried smoked bologna sandwich. Delicious. Called Lub Handles, which I love. Yes. Yes. They're also sourcing um, Lusher's Red Hots for bagel dogs and they're going to have all sorts of stuff there. So I know they're probably getting slammed this week.
3: So give them a sec. Yeah. So give them a sec. Let grandma have a nap.
2: Yeah. And they're still they're still hiring for positions. And one thing I loved about them is that they talk a lot about paying people well and retaining them. After meeting them, I'm like, this is cool. I'd work here. Okay, Imelda, you had a great story this week about a local restaurant that went viral on TikTok. Can you tell us a bit about that? This is amazing. This is the story of a family-owned Mexican restaurant called Katrina Grill.
4: You know, Katrina has this image of the dead that we use in Dia de los Muertos. Uh-huh. This dead with a hat and flowers and everything. Well, that Katrina. Uh-huh. So, well, they were having a hard time paying their staff. So the owner's daughter, Katia Ramirez, posted a video on TikToks asking the people to go and eat at the restaurant. The video went viral and had almost half million views. Wow. Yeah. And
2: the community,
4: yeah, it was really viral. And the community answered to the plea and they went to eat to the restaurant and their sales increased by 70% the very next day after this video was posted. I went there, I talked to them. They have a great story. The owner is Luis Ramirez. He's from Irapuato, Mexico. A lot of people here in dallas Forward are from that town. He immigrated in the 80s. By the 90s, he got a partner and they opened this restaurant called Nuevo Leon. They closed that business later, and then he became a business consultant. In twenty eighteen, he opened this Katrina Grill restaurant. So they have now two locations in Dallas and Lubbock. And so, what is the food like there? Well, the food is great, and I'm Mexican, right? So mm-hmm. I know you know. I'm yeah, <laughs> they sell these tacos de birria. These tacos have a cheese custard, and that is very unique, very original. They have pollo asado, enchiladas, chile relleno, mole tacos. I mean, the whole enchilada, right? <laughs> so. Something that is very unique is that they sell the food by pound and the tortillas by the kilo. This is the way that we Mexicans go to the tortilleria every day in Mexico and buy our tortillas. Uh They made all fresh right
3: there every
4: day. So if you go there, you know your food is
3: fresh. I love how simple this story is. You know, daughter says, hey, times are a little bit hard. And then people, li- first of all, listened to it, which is the value of something like TikTok. And second of all, acted upon that plea. It just seems like such a wonderful and not complicated way for a community member to go to her own community and say, hey, can you please help us? Yeah, and I loved that TikTok that the daughter did. She was just so
2: authentic. She even forgot like, to mention the restaurant in the yeah. TikTok. So in the comments, she was <laughs> yeah. she was mentioning it like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention the restaurant because people were like, where is it? I need to go. Just her plea was very was very sweet yeah and katya just
4: graduated from uh her psychology this past winter and now she's preparing herself to be the
2: successor so that's a sweet story a sweet family story oh wonderful we'll have to keep checking in with them
3: and see how they're doing sounds like we'll know katya for a long time i know yeah, i think so I love I that.
2: okay speaking of viral tiktok trends coming up next we're going to dive into some of those that's right after this
0: Central Market is really into food. Like, when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality, you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food if you are too then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map get inspired get adventurous or just get a chef made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time no place makes every meal more amazing like central market really into food shop now at centralmarket.com
2: welcome back everyone summer seems to be a big time for food trends a big trend this summer that i think we all probably love is all things barbie am i right Yes. Yes. (laughs) It is Barbie core everything out there. Like everything is pink. And I at first was like, oh my God, I can't handle the pink. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm on
3: board. Let's do it. I'm all into it. (laughs) And Julie, you've seen the movie and you said you loved it. Yeah. You were a film critic for a long time. So tell me why you loved it.
5: Okay. It's totally unexpected. Barbie, of course, Marco, Robbie, thinks that all the Barbies have changed the world and that now little girls think that they can do anything and be astronauts and everything until they go out into the real world and find out that Barbie kind of ruined a lot of people. Oh, yes. And so she wants to make things right because all the Barbies are liberated women who want the best for everyone. So it's just a great concept. It's so much fun. I will say there's this whole thing with Will Ferrell that's super stupid. Um, But (laughs) if you can get beyond that, it's a great movie to go to see with your girlfriends one hint that I will say is go see it with your girlfriends your mom your daughters first because there are a few men in the world who might feel a little targeted by it mm-hmm. and it would be hard to appreciate all the great messages in Barbie if you're sitting next to someone who's fuming there are tons of guys out there who won't have an issue with it but give yourself a chance to love it I saw it with both of my teenage daughters they loved it we were all crying I ah. mean it's really emotional and it's just a great film
2: wow did you have a Barbie cocktail I did not because I was with my kids. Oh, okay.
3: But Lord knows I would. Yeah. Cause there are Barbie cocktails everywhere. There are also those Barbie cakes that seem to be everywhere right now. I've actually made one of these myself a couple of years ago. And uh the professional ones look a lot better than the one that I made. But I actually stuck a Barbie in the top of a layer cake and then put frosting all around that looked like a big poofy pink skirt.
4: Even in Mexican food, we have Barbie Mexican food now. These tacos de barbacoa now it's called Tacos de barbicoa. Yes. (laughs) And the tortillas are pink. Oh, my gosh. And we have the barbie elote with the mayo and the cheese. The
3: cheese is pink. It's like, what? what? What is that? Do we like that? Pink mayo.
2: Well, I feel like sweet pink is good. Savory pink is a new direction. And
3: it's like a Pepto
2: pink color,
3: which totally. is not yeah. appetizing. Sorry. I should also then add that there's a Barbie bar that opens August 10th on Henderson Avenue in Dallas called Barbie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love a food restaurant joke. And it will be totally Barbie themed. The outside's supposed to look like a Barbie dream house. The inside, there's going to be the Corvette bed and the Barbie accessories on the wall. You guys don't know it yet, but that's where Eat Drink DFW is going to have happy hour soon.
2: Yay! Oh, excellent. Yay! Yay! Hey. Good plan. Thanks. Okay, so moving on to another sort of pop culture phenomenon. I finally finished The Bear. Yay! Did you guys guys finish that as well? Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, this has been online everywhere, but one key food moment from The Bear is when Sydney made an omelet for Natalie. I just really loved this moment because it was a really quiet, sweet moment amid a very chaotic show. It just showed how they really cared for each other. Her taking her time with the eggs and then putting like the borson cheese in the middle and then topping with sour cream and onion ruffles. I made that omelet for my family last night. Oh my oh gosh, wow. how was it? Uh,
3: it was great. Julie, I, that makes me kind of want to tear up. That's so fantastic.
5: Don't, it, don't be too impressed. Like <laughs> it, was, it was the Kmart version. I didn't strain <laughs> the eggs. I did not pipe the cheese. And it, I forgot the chips. I even had the chips on the counter to put them on, but we were all so hungry that we just ate it. It was
3: great. It's a delicious little omelet.
2: Yeah, I've never thought to put like the Borson cheese inside an omelet. Me
3: neither. Yeah, the cheese Sounds wonderful. And also the potato chips on top. I mean, as a Cheetos fan, because crushed Cheetos go on everything. Yeah. Sour cream and onion potato chips on top of an omelet. Sounds perfect. Yeah. And also with just a textural, like having that extra crunch on there. For anybody out there who hasn't watched The Bear, it is a wonderful and fascinating and heartbreaking show it really really is if you love restaurants i think that it's worth watching
5: so can we all prank call rick bayless now (laughs) since he was dogging on it not long ago and tell him no you are wrong this is a great show
2: yeah i don't really know what he was talking about now that i've seen both seasons i'm like why does he think this makes restaurants look bad because i think it makes them look really hardworking and passionate and i mean yeah they say a lot of bad words but like so do journalists.
3: Well, and that's real life. The show is raw. Yeah. But I, what I've heard from a lot of chefs is that they think it's finally what it really looks like and feels like in there. And one of the things The Bear does that a lot of shows are doing a lot better job of is it talks about the personal struggles, some of the mental health stuff behind the main character and the supporting characters. And that's really healthy for us to understand that like everybody who comes to a job has stuff Mm -hmm. and we learn what the stuff is behind all those people and it makes you love of them as whole people who are just doing their best.
2: Okay, so moving on to trends that we really hated. Uh, we even wrote about this one a little bit. Girl dinner. I will just say that anything with the word girl in it is just really condescending and horrible, like girl boss. No, we're all we're all women here. So anyway, what do you guys think about the girl dinner thing?
5: I was uncomfortable with the kind of hint that it had to be small. It's snacking. Yeah. It's not an actual meal. And I will say one of my favorite things about this podcast and you three as journalists is that no one ever talks about food as if it's something that you shouldn't enjoy. Everyone in this room loves food, loves talking about it. And that's not always a thing women are comfortable with. Yeah. So...
2: That's my issue. Yeah, I agree with that. It sort of evoked the whole like, oh, she eats like a bird. What does that mean? Even I
3: will eat like a big bird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> big bird.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I think one of the reasons why girl dinner took off so much is because so many of us can relate to it. Mm-hmm. The simple definition, I guess if I can give one, of girl dinner is like putting a bunch of little snicky snacky things on a plate, probably not doing a lot of cooking. And then eating it mindlessly at the end of your very busy day. It's like, we've all done that. Uh, That is how I mostly feed my children is yesterday's leftovers and a little bit of yogurt. And, oh, you need to eat two carrot sticks. And, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of pretzels. Like, it's not a composed dish. So I think that's why everybody started talking about it, because that's how we all eat on Thursday. Right. Or whatever day of the week. But, yes, then to sort of make it seem like something only women do just isn't really fair Yesterday for lunch, I had a leftover slice of pizza from
5: Fireside Pies and a bowl of Cheerios. That's my girl lunch. A match made in heaven. Yeah. It made you happy. It was the iced lemon Cheerios, which I have to say, do not suck. It's a limited edition. Go try them, guys.
3: Oh, I haven't heard of that. Sorry. We're here to talk about limited edition cereal. This is insider shit, you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> it, it, it is. With a slice of pizza. I'm it loving good. it. I have not explored the array of Cheerio options oh, lately, so I need to go check that out. Overwhelming.
5: I volunteer as tribute.
2: Okay, so another trending TikTok thing that was on my hate list, the Grimace shake. why do you hate Grimace. I don't know. I think it's just because TikTok confuses me and whenever I go on it, I'm like, what are people doing?
3: You guys, somebody has to explain the grimace Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do
2: you want to explain it, Julie? I, I will try. I just love
5: that. You're like the old man standing on your I yard. Am so the old man on the yard. <laughs> oh God. Yelling at TikTok. Um, <laughs> and I'm only getting this based on what my kids have shown me because they went out and got a grimace shake. And I was like, what is going on? And they were showing me the TikToks of people like, look, I got the grimace shake. And then the next clip is them like dead on the ground with the shake all over them. So they were just funny little. So this
3: McDonald's shake kills people.
5: I, I guess. I guess that's the In joke. a funny
3: TikTok, not an actual murdery way. No. The shake's actually really good.
5: Yeah. And to me, Grimace is such a funny old school phenomenon. Like we don't really know what he is. And you have to be reminded, it's like Grimace, oh, he was the giant purple thing in the old McDonald's commercials with like Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar, Mary McCheese.
3: Remember oh, that yes. guy? Just so, wait. Everything that's old comes back. Yes. And then those of us at a certain age are like, I'm 100. And the teenagers are like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, sh- the shake is good. The grimace shake is actually good. And finally,
2: something else I saw on TikTok, I try to go on there and see what all the food influencer people are doing. Um, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Sometimes I'm like, why? And one of the why ones was watermelon fries. What? Yeah, so they're not actually fried, Imelda. Okay. but
3: Or potatoes.
2: No, they're, they're sticks of watermelon shaped like crinkle cut fries. And I'm just like, why? Why are we doing this?
3: Dude, I got a full-time job and two kids and I like to sleep eight hours-ish.
2: Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of a lot of the school lunch talk, like making your kids school lunches and like all of the
3: ridiculous effort that goes into those sometimes. Well, speaking of these difficult kid lunches, as we head back to school, I have a hilarious confession. Yesterday, my littlest one's teacher sent a note that said we opened her lunch and there was nothing in it. (gasps) Totally. So, So my husband calls me and he's like, oh my God, did we forget to pack the lunch completely? And I'm like, Yes. Oh, God. Yes, we did. It, It just, it came home empty and it didn't come out of the backpack and she went back to school the next day with no lunch at all. Oh, baby. This is just the end of summertime, mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not doing so good. So... Thank goodness. Grandma was helping with our other child and she went to Chick-fil-A and brought our littlest one Chick-fil-A for lunch about an hour late, which like was Christmas day. Like we can forget lunch any day if she gets Chick-fil-A on her own, lorded over all the other three-year-olds in the daycare classroom. But I was absolutely mortified. I let it ruin the rest of my day because mom forgot to pack lunch. But like- I don't know why I just like of all the things that happened yesterday morning, packing that lunch didn't happen and it didn't even occur to me. So lunch in our house is already hard now. Worse, because our older daughter has been watching almost exclusively this summer. A lady on YouTube pack lunches for her four children. And that is the whole video is her hands putting food into four different lunch boxes and hoping that Lily likes this one and Jonathan likes that one. Each kid gets different food and they are beautiful and thought out like instead of sending slices of cucumbers there are cucumbers that are sliced and there is a little cookie cutter in the shape of a whatever a heart an owl a parrot and then you cut out the middle of the cucumber with that shape and then you take that same shape and you cut it out of the carrot and then you put an orange carrot same shape in the middle no, of the hole stop the with, madness I know how many <laughs> steps no for one kid to pick that up and not eat Eat it. Mm -hmm. Right. Whose Mm -hmm. kid is eating carrot plus cucumber because it's shaped like a bunny? I don't know. I don't get that. My kid wouldn't. So the expectations in my house for lunch were already high. Uh, Lower now that I forgot (laughs) 50% of the children's lunch yesterday. But I just can't with the mom lunch. It's too much pressure on this poor lady.
2: Yeah, the whole extra thing with the school lunches really upsets me because A, it's wasteful. Like where is all that extra stuff around the... Where's the shape
3: around the bunny?
2: Yeah, where's that going? That's wasteful. And I also think it really sets our kids up to be just like catered to constantly in their life like here's your curated meal sir to a four-year-old are the kids actually eating this stuff because who is
5: she
3: doing this for she's doing it for youtube not for her kids yeah she's doing it for my seven-year-old who loves it now there are so much worse things for a child to watch and my food loving (laughs) heart like when she started watching this I was like oh we're making lunches every day and then I was like oh this has inadvertently a lot to do with me (laughs) 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 So we are not going to have watermelon fries in our lunches. I'm going to do my very best to just put food in the lunchbox. Yes, please. (laughs) I think that's great, (laughs) Sarah. And you're doing great. Thank you. To all the moms out there who have had a long summer like me, Uh we're almost there.
5: Yes. And thank you for sharing that. I think just the reality is we all make mistakes. And one of the things my daughter talks about when she goes to school is how often people show up without their lunch. Everybody just shares their food. So I guarantee you, if Chick-fil-A hadn't shown up for your daughter, there would have been food there for her to eat. Yeah,
3: She already had a three-year-old friend who gave her an applesauce pouch from her lunch. Yes. Like, look how wonderful children are. That's how we build character. Like,
2: when our parents forgot to pick us up after school when we were little, that built character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, It's the
3: value of having good neighbors and good friends who can help you.
2: Yes. If you need help. Yeah. You're going to learn a
5: lot more from that than a bunny shaped carrot.
3: Amen.
2: And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining. And I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com listen. you also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: Eat, drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.
1: Spoken Layer. Wanna learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.